Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet, and I'm so happy you've joined us again. I'm welcoming back to the podcast, Ishita. Welcome, Ishita. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And our guest tonight is also joining us again, and that's Jagad. Welcome, Jagad. Hello. 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 Why don't you guys both remind our listeners a little bit about your vision? Sure. I have a condition called Conrad dystrophy, which primarily affects my central field of vision. So I can see uh, general shapes and colors and uh, large things in general. Uh, I have issues with seeing finer details. I'm Jugad, and I have a vision condition called liver congenital amaurasis. And in my vision, I can distinguish light from darkness. And I can see big shapes and shadows, sometimes shadows of people, and sometimes colors, though that's rare. So, Jagad, you were with us last week, and uh, but maybe not everybody was listening. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of your upbringing, where you grew up, and when you came yeah. to Canada? So, I came from India two and a half years ago, and... I lived in India for 10 and a half years of my life and now I'm 13 and that's where I kind of got the cricket craze that I will get into later and yeah if you're Indian then you're a cricketer. Okay so you've given it away we're going to be talking about cricket uh, which I know nothing about. I know a little bit about it because um, my brother, when he was in high school, he played on his uh, school's cricket team. Um, it was like a thing where he would go to tournaments and he actually won gold, which was really cool. So I had seen some of his games, but I was super interested in learning about how Jagad you played because you mentioned um, that you played blind cricket. So because I always thought that it was so visual that. I never thought that I'd be able to play. So that's why I kind of joined in on this podcast because I was super curious to hear how you play. But, be but before we go there, I, so Ishita, did your brother, you guys grew up here in Canada? Mm -hmm. he, play, yeah. he played, there's actually cricket tournaments here? Uh, yeah, I don't know if exactly it was run by his school, if it was a school sport. I think um, they, certain uh, organizations may arrange them. Um, it's not, it's not nearly as big as like basketball or hockey within schools, but I do know that there was a team and they did play tournaments. So, um, it is a thing, it is a thing here, uh, but I don't think it's as common as it would be in, in India. So, so okay. yeah, so there isn't a blind cricket team of Vancouver, but there is actually a cricket team and they play in Stanley Park. It's like, I forgot the name. It was the Vancouver blind cricket team. They... I mean, the normal cricket team, not the blind cricket. 
but yeah they have a good page where i usually go and even in the memorial south park which is just by my house they had like a practice pitch for the visual cricket teams when um they were doing practice matches for the tournament so i usually go on the cricket pitch to play okay but we're really getting ahead of ourselves here so tell us how you started playing cricket jagad so yeah so when i was 3 years old i believe i used to of course play with toys as all children do i think and like some people play with toy hockey games and other stuff and what i played with was like a toy bat so in my family um my brother not exactly my brother but there was a cricket craze there is in india and in even in my school as soon as i entered it like in junior kg like we have there um there was always a talk about cricket and there's a big tournament called which i'll go into detail later but i had a toy bat that i once got and by just watching that tournament called ipl indian premier league so like that was just like a tv shows like um it was a cricket tournament like any person would watch nhl or nba we watched in india ipl indian premier league a cricket tournament between eight teams and a world cup so i used to dream of myself as a cricketer and i used to take that toy bat and just swing it around the room thinking i was hitting a ball and that's just yes that's just how i got to know cricket so yeah as soon as i learned to walk i learned to kind of hold a bat and that was just kind of second nature so i know you went to a regular school you like it was not a yeah. school for the blind did you were you able to play cricket at school um that's a good question but no our school did not um have um uh, a blind cricket team and they didn't have things for the blind but the way i played cricket was mostly at my like house with my parents so anyhow like as i grew up i kind of started to watch the tournaments on the tv more maybe we should back up and explain what is cricket cuz people yeah. like me i know there's a bat but it's not i don't think it's the same as a baseball bat yeah so how how do you play this game so first i'll talk about normal cricket because um, mm. blind cricket is a little different so normal cricket is kind of a mix between a hockey and baseball most like baseball so you have a bat which is kind of like the baseball bat but the base of it is bigger and wider and you have a ball of course a season ball it's made out of leather and yeah it's pretty um, bouncy and you can bounce it a lot and each team has 11 players there are two teams and each has 11 players and there are three categories a batsman a bowler and an all-rounder so it's pretty self-explanatory a batsman is someone who bats which um which i'll tell you later about overs and how the score runs a bowler is someone who balls of course and what is, what does that mean balls someone who balls like like pitches okay like throws ball. the ball yeah we okay. in cricket it's called like a baller who balls so okay yeah, yeah. 
Um, Self-explanatory to you, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And an all-rounder does what? An all-rounder pitches the ball and bats. So they're usually a lot valuable in a game. And if it's like an auction for a tournament, we get a lot of money. And how do they decide who gets to be an all-rounder? I'm a competitive person. I think I'd want to do it all. So it just depends on the person who's doing it. If they think that they can do batting and balling, I mean, pitching the ball, which is just called balling in cricket, then it's not like they have to, they decide, you decide if you want to do it or not. Oh, okay. So 11 players and there's a captain who positions the field. So a field is like when, when a pit, baller is balling, a batsman is batting, the rest of the team, the 10 players of the balling team, they kind of spread out around the field to catch the ball if the batsman hits it. Kind of like in baseball, mm-hmm. where they, they're on bases. So how you score runs in cricket is different than baseball, a lot. So if you want one run, then you just run across from one end to the other end without getting hit on the wickets by another person. Wickets is where you could get out. Like, um, If a ball hits a wicket, then you're out. But if you touch the bat to the ball and run and get a one run, then you get a one run. To get two runs, you do it twice. To get four, you need to hit the ba- um, ball to the edge of the ground, which is called a boundary line. So like the wall around the ground, there's like a wall. And you need to hit it to the edge of the ground, to the end of it, to get four runs. To get a six, you need to hit it right out of the park. That's hard. A lot hard. How many wickets are there? There are three wickets, all joined together by two bales, which are like wooden things, cylindrical things that are put on the wickets. And so what a baller's job is, its job is to like, hit the wicket and not let the batsman hit the ball. Like, that's the main job. If not, then it has to try that the batsman hits the ball and the fielder, which is like, like I said, the 10 people in the baller's team, needs to catch it. And if they catch it, it's an out. That batsman's um, innings, innings meaning like how many runs he scored, is done. Okay. So, Ishita, when you watched your brother play, did this make sense to you? Uh, no, <laughs> I would say <laughs> oh, I didn't good. know too much about um, cricket. I, I was just kind of just watching people running around and cheer when everybody else would cheer. So this is good <laughs> for me too, because I'm understanding a bit more and it makes sense to me when I think back now. But yeah, because I was quite young. I was, I think, in uh, grade five or six, which I, I'm sure many people who are in grade five and six play cricket well. Uh, it's just I couldn't understand it because I think in my mind I did associate with, oh, it's kind of like baseball. Um, and I can see the similarities a little bit between the two sports, but it's its own sport with its own set of rules. And I, I if I, you know, I didn't study it, I never learned it in PE or anywhere else. So I was just as confused as anyone else there who didn't, who didn't know it. And um, yeah, so I'm really curious as how blind cricket words works because a lot of it seems like it's quite visual. Okay, so blind cricket, you have a ball that has bells in it. And 
it's bigger than a normal season ball. It's bigger than a tennis ball. It's kind of double that size and it has bells in it and it's the color white. And each team has four totally blind people, three, which is called B1, like totally blind or almost totally blind. B2 is kind of, you are blind, not totally, not like a lot, but you are blind. Every team has three of those. And B3 is you are you are partially blind. You pretty much can see everything, but you are a little bit blind. Every team has four of those. Now, you might be thinking it's kind of unfair that um, there are four people who, who are like mostly sighted and they will get more runs and all that. But there's an advantage to the people who are totally blind that if they hit a six, they're going to get 12 runs, a double the score to make up for their blindness. Mm-hmm. If they hit four runs, then they are going to get eight on that ball, which the other two categories do not get that advantage. I read that the wickets are different in blind cricket. Yeah, the wickets are metallic. Uh, no, not metallic. They're made of steel and they're higher. Like, they're taller and just so it kind of makes a loud clank when the ball hits it. And there's also a wicket keeper that stands behind the wickets who claps loudly so the baller knows where to hit the ball. So when the baller throws the ball at the batter, the batter is trying to hit the wicket? Hit the ball. Hit the ball, but that get the ball to hit the wicket? Hit the ball. Like, <laughs> don't laugh at me. I don't understand. <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, he hits the ball, like tries to hit it as far as possible, like hit it out of the park, like baseball. Like. Okay. So is the wicket like the pitching mound yeah. where they're trying to throw the ball back to the wicket to so get the, the wicket, person out? The wicket is right behind the batsman. So if the batsman hit, uh, I mean, like misses the ball when trying to hit, the ball hits the wicket because it's, it's right behind the batsman uh, and the batsman is out. Okay, right. The oh, innings is okay. over. Done. Okay. But okay. once the batter hits the ball, it goes out into the field. The fielder people try to stop it. Or try and they to- throw it back to the wicket to get the person out, like in baseball? They just need to stop or catch it. They don't need oh, to hit it. Back. They don't need to hit the wicket. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's kind of and in cricket, like there are overs, which means that when a baller uh, balls six balls or pitches six balls, that's one over. That's kind of a. Um, so there are formats in cricket, like T20, that means like a 20 over game. So for 20 overs, that means like 120 balls, one team will bat. And after that, for 20 overs, the other team will bat. And say the first team scored like. Let me tell you the average 160 runs in 20 hours. That's kind of the average that a cricket team scores. So how long is the average cricket game? For 20 overs, it's three hours and 45 minutes. Mm. Okay. For 50 overs, it's um, eight hours and five minutes. Eight hours. <laughs> but for the test match, it's eight hours every day for five days. What? How do they have time? 
to play <laughs> <laughs> an eight hour game that's that's a whole day <laughs> like who who are the people spectating do they not have jobs how do they <laughs> that's the job cricket <laughs> well no i get it for the players i mean the people who are watching <laughs> they like take a day off work so they can watch a cricket match it's mostly in the evening except when it's a 50 over match then you don't exactly get the time so you need to like kind of do it in the afternoon from 1 to say 9 wow afternoon 1 to night 9 when it's a test match the most famous is the test match like there was a poll in cricket in which they were voting for which is the best format and 50% out of the 100 said test match was the favorite where they have like 8 hours of cricket for 5 days okay but like do they take breaks for dinner oh yeah they t- in like- a test match they take a lunch a tea a lunch break and a tea break okay okay that's it like that <laughs> so, so they play for like two and a half hours and then a lunch break then two and a half hours a tea break and then and then yeah right um, two hours so you said you used to play with your family like how would you i guess how did you even really learn the game when you weren't really able to play it on a team kind of as it's played how did they teach you what how to play cricket i mean i looked at okay so when i was younger um i had better vision than what i have now so that kind of helped a little bit mm-hmm. having better vision so i could see the players in the tv right so i kind of knew how a bat is held in a hand but otherwise my family like said like you hold a bat like this then i then i like um watched the matches and kind of looked at those looked at what the commentators spoke about did you ever get a chance to play blind cricket when you were in india um no like blind cricket although i got the ball from india you can't get that from canada that's the problem mm-hmm. it's a lot less for cricket and especially for blind cricket like that's over mm-hmm. did you ever go to a a blind cricket tournament when you were in india oh, i wish no no okay so that's something you'd like to do at some point oh yeah yeah definitely I guess like one thing is how did you come across blind cricket? So if you learned from your family like the regular cricket and I'm assuming yeah. a lot of your friends probably played cricket nor- like the traditional way, yeah. how did you come across blind cricket? Yeah. So when I yeah, that's a good question. When I was eight and a half years old and I just knew about normal cricket and I always kind of um not exactly wanted to be a cricketer because that was like you know some sometimes you have like a side long passion that say that you want to play a guitar but you won't you don't want to be an actual musician who just works on a guitar just like a side on passion mm-hmm. so that was what cricket was for me like it was like a side on passion that when i'm older i want to play it with um um not as my work but yeah but in my mind i always kind of had a nagging feeling that how will i actually play if i cannot use i cannot um see the ball because my vision was getting lower and lower and so there's a organization in mumbai called nab um national institute for the blind 
which um, supplied some equipment for blindness. Um, of course, you had to pay for everything. Nothing was free, like in in that. Like if you needed a braille, you need to pay like thirty thousand rupees. Um, and that, but um, one of the people in NAB told me that, have you ever seen a blind cricket ball? I was like, no, I haven't ever seen it. Like they used to send a person every two or three weeks to supposedly like train me in vision and stuff. But I don't know about that because they weren't that consistent. And it's hardly like fair to have like a vision teacher every three weeks once mm-hmm. to kind of, and I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a phone, neither a braille or anything. But yeah, so this is this was just a conversation that, just happened one day when I was like just after watching cricket match I was like I wish I could play blind cricket and he was like there is a ball if you um if you want to buy one I was yeah so I was pretty excited I purchased the ball and I tried it out and it worked it was just like a hockey puck with bells in it a normal ball with bells in it yeah awesome so, interesting so, uh, yeah so for those of you listening at home, 30,000 rupees is about 495 Canadian dollars. I may or may not have searched that up. Uh, but just <laughs> just in case, like, I know that was like a number that people knew, like, what? Uh, that's how much uh, Jagad was saying that a brailer would cost someone um, mm-hmm. if they were looking to buy one. So, uh, okay. So you came to Canada, you realized cricket's not much of a thing here. How did, what did, like, how did you find a place to play? In the Memorial South Park, in the park, actually, we have a cricket pitch, which is just made for cricket. And where the Vancouver team for the visual cricket used to play, used to play. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not played there now, but it's an official cricket pitch, 22 yards long and everything. So I was pretty disappointed, to be honest, like when I came here that, that there was everything, but the thing that I liked so much was not here. Mm-hmm. So even like games like the IPL that I watched on TV, now more like listening to the commentary than actually watching it. But just the fun, even uh, watching it on TV, like the fun of it. And some people might think that just listening to the commentary is nothing if it's visual cricket, but it's like the cheering that you hear in the stadium, the feel that you get when you, listening to the tv and the commentators like they won the world cup ecstasy ecstasy and that kind of thing that's just like on another level i don't know how to describe that but when i came here i found a way of watching the ipl luckily um it was on one of the tv channels we had to subscribe to it and um in india it used to be in the evening i used to watch the games in the evening but here when i came here i had to watch it in the morning. Now the problem with that was I could only watch for an hour because the rest of the three hours I had to be in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was disappointing. And But yeah, couldn't help it. Anyway, for a while when I came to Canada, I did not play cricket. But then I thought that even though Canada does not have cricket and it does not, I have a cricket ball, I have a cricket bat. I can still play. And other people who come by, they can see. 
and they can if they want they can learn but i can at least like carry out some cricketing in canada as well even though no one plays it here i'll play it if no one else wants to play it i'll play with my family if no one else wants to play because that's just my game if anyone wants if maybe someone might actually watch it from far or learn about it and anything but why should i stop playing cricket if if it does not have a much of a scope in vancouver mm-hmm. i should keep on has so, anybody yeah. ever joined you while you were playing yeah once or twice oh cool so once um someone came and they said is that cricket and he was like yeah do you know about it and he was like yeah i used to play it when i was in india when 25 years ago and i've never seen anyone play here so he joined us once and we also found one person who was from england i believe and he used to be the sided guide for the blind cricketers in the blind cricket team of england oh cool so yeah we we talked to him about it and then and once there were like two three people watching from far listening to my commentary as i played but that's um yeah so, so yeah. there's sighted guides in blind cricket yes so well, how does when, that work when i said that you have to take like one run or two runs by running from one end of the pitch to the other end you need to run with a sighted guide a blind person uh. so they don't fall over the wickets or they don't just crash into another fielder while running right or hit them with the bat or it could it could go do any number of injuries but you need a sighted guide for that mm. okay. i was going to ask cuz um i was kind of curious when i played softball in in my school uh i had someone who would tell me uh when to hit and when like where to run um just cuz i couldn't see much of it so i was curious if the teammates would help you because you did mention that some of them were recited if that was allowed or if if there was a guide so i was actually just going to ask that so that's that's really interesting yeah so you play for 20 overs or 50 overs like i was saying in formats um you can another person of the team cannot help you if you are like batting there has to be two people batting two people because if one is batting and it takes a run so i'll give you an example like ishita is on point a of the pitch and shawn is on b is when ishita is batting she needs to take one run so she'll run from right side of the pitch to the left and at the same time shawn needs to run from the left to the right oh. and when ishita reaches the left shawn reaches the right that's um to um that's when you get one run so shawn needs to bat now because she's on strike strike meaning she's now on the business end of the pitch okay oh, we're killing it we're killing it and <laughs> it's, it's not like a circle like baseball it's just back and forth that you're running yeah it's yeah it's a rectangle pitch and you need to run from one end to the other if you if ishita ran to the left you ran to the right and you ran again to the left and ishita ran to the right that's two runs so ishita's back on the focus then so i'm the the other person has to be keeping track of whether that ball yeah. has been caught or not that's that's very important because otherwise you would get run out so mm-hmm. what usually happens is the two people who are batting if they are not like um if they don't know each other then one might say yes take a run 
the others like no don't take then they keep running and they kind of lose focus of each other and the fielder can just go and hit one one of the wickets either the right persons or the left persons and just get them out that's called mm-hmm. a run out and if one's out they're both out no one is out then oh okay but it's oh. happened a lot that because of one person the other person can get out that's the run out is kind of a little bit insulting way of getting out <laughs> it's i mean it's just not considered that that good for a captain of a team to get run out it's just it's just like don't you know even your teammates sounds complicated i was saying yeah. if you play it it may be a bit easier to understand i think for like anything uh being able to see it and being able to like physically do it may be a bit easier sean just to like maybe, maybe we should try it one day yeah <laughs> that would be really cool yeah that's what i was thinking like um it's kind of a little bit like i'm trying to make it not sound this complicated but at the same time it i know it is sounding but that's like for every game it sounds complicated but when you play it cricketers the ballers the pitchers um they're called ballers as i said they ball pretty fast like there were two types of ballers a fast baller and a spin baller um the fast baller pitches the ball very fast like he runs and pitches the ball at like a speed of 150 kilometers per hour and a spinner just like by the name it spin if the pitch is kind of dry and has a turn on it spins the ball what do you love about cricket everything everything <laughs> um, <laughs> see my favorite format is t20 it's not too long it has its own suspense of 4 hours is still long if you're like watching hockey because that's only one and a half hours but um but yeah in cricket games are pretty close usually because i've watched like four or five super overs when the game gets tied and at the, or at the last ball you need one run and then you just play a one over game to kind of get rid of the tie so when you go to play with your family I'm assuming somebody's throwing the ball, you're trying to hit it, and then yeah. does somebody guide you. Do you do the runs too or do, is it just like batting practice? I kind of know my way around the pitch like um mostly like I know how to dodge the wickets like yeah, so I can run on my own. And yeah. Is there a particular position that you like to play or you kind of just like all of them? I'm an all-rounder. I like batting more than bowling just because the satisfaction that you get getting the ball out of the park and yeah but yeah i like batting more and on the position i like finishing the game more just because i don't know you get like you get a full license to hit like a lot of big hits rather than needing to like take one runs or two runs because you need to end the game and yeah it's more suspenseful yeah finishing number 6 or number 7 um i'm going to switch direction a little bit but even though i i guess what i'm curious about is you know we don't really play cricket here there isn't the same opportunities to watch it as there is in india are you happy being in canada or do the do the pros outweigh the cons you know like is there enough good stuff to make up for the fact that there's no cricket yeah there is good stuff like like i said playing cricket is a huge kind of not playing it like 
having it is a huge disappointment but it's not like i'm going to leave canada because of cricket right okay good <laughs> we have some other good things then <laughs> well if anybody's listening and you live in vancouver canada you want to play cricket um get in touch with us <laughs> limitless at blindbeginnings.ca and we'll uh connect you with jagad and maybe start a team or something awesome i i really like that mentality of um you know if it's not available that doesn't mean you can't play it you know create your own thing or also just even practice it in whatever way you can i think that's really that's really awesome i love that you've been out there playing and people have just joined you i think that's that's really cool well, thank you, Jagad, for joining us and telling us all about cricket. I I think I have a better idea than I did before we started the conversation. I hope that I get to watch a cricket game someday because I think seeing it in action would help a lot. But I really appreciate you sharing your passion with us. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. And thanks, Ishita, for joining me tonight. No problem. I really loved this episode. I got to learn a lot as well. And it was really interesting talking to you, Jagad. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a request for a future topic, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Share our podcast with a friend, like or leave a, a rating or comment, and please join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.